بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على آله وصحبه أجمعين Dear brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and happy Eid for everyone of you and may Allah سبحانه وتعالى accept the Hajj of those brothers who have been doing their Hajj again and again to say that we cannot really fulfill of the of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the graces that he has given us subhanahu wa ta'ala because we cannot count them they are uncountable وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ إِلَا تُحْصُوهَا one of these graces now we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still giving us the chance to live healthy in order to, get, to do more of his ibadah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept Today we are meeting you again. We are meeting together in this place, one of the houses of Allah, Bayt min buyutillah, to discuss about the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Last time we met, we started to talk about the surplus of Tawheed and how this Tawheed really gives the person who cares about it a lot of benefits. These benefits, when you look at them, you will be amazed. It's not the case only of Salah and Soma and Hajj and Zakah. It's the first pillar of Islam. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Monotheism in the case of Ibadah for Allah only. Monotheism in the case of follow-up to Muhammad Sallallahu only. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah That means I bear witness None has the right to be worshipped except Allah Ashhadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu Is the messenger of Allah So he is the only one deserves to be followed And if we follow the scholars We follow them because they follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Not because they are the, our scholars Or they are our madhab heads or leaders Hanbali or Shafi'i or Maliki or Hanafis, these are Madhab, school of thought. But we follow them only because they are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa This is part of Ashadu Anna Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This is the hadith which we are going to talk about it tonight, which is in this chapter. Because this chapter, chapter started last time with the ayah. In this book of Tawheed, The second thing mentioned by the Shaykh Rahmatullah Alayhi is the hadith of Uthman, which is mentioned by our brother Imtiaz Jazahullah Khairan a few minutes ago. Hadith Uthman, Uthman, Hadith Ubadah bin As-Samit, sorry, Ubadah bin As-Samit, one of the best Sahaba of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he was the messenger of Muhammad Sallallahu to Egyptian leader in that time, Al-Muqawqis. And he was a tall man, black. So he was one of the best Sahaba actually. In knowledge, in ibadah, and everything. Although all Sahaba are fantastic and best. So he's, he's narrating, which is also narrated by Al-Bukhari Muslim, to this Sahabi, to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 
من شهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وأن محمد عبده ورسوله وأن عيسى عبد الله ورسوله وكلمته القاها إلى مريم وروح منه وأن الجنة حق والنار حق أدخله الجنة أدخله الله الجنة على ما كان من العمل You can find this hadith in both al-Bukhari and Muslim from the same sahabi عبادات مصطفى All the hadith All the hadith which talking about لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله Before you give any judgment in any one of these hadith meaning we need to gather them all together. There's a big problem happening among Muslims actually that they sometimes grab one hadith or one ayah and give judgment from one ayah only or from one hadith without looking to the other hadith or the other ayah or other evidences in this deen of Islam. That usually lead to misunderstanding Islam. Take an example of our topic tonight. Hadith which is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhala jannah. So to go to jannah, the condition mentioned in this hadith is only to say la ilaha illallah. That's it. That means the person who says la ilaha illallah and he is going to Jannah, he doesn't have to pray. He doesn't have to make, make uh, sawm or hajj or anything else. He didn't have even to, to follow, follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is this possible? Is this acceptable? Of course not. Because this is not the only hadith which is talking about la ilaha illallah. There are some other hadith we have to gather all together, then take what you want or take the understanding of this hadith. من قال لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة هو فرسي لا إله إلا الله ولقته جنة خلاص. عند سفن بخاري المسلم. What's the problem here? The problem that we cannot take our يعني judgments or conclusions from one hadith. We have to take all together. See this hadith of Abu Hamid, which is the same topic also, but this hadith has extra conditions. من شهد لا إله إلا الله. وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ عِيْسَ عَبْدُ Ah, here is extra conditions to be put in here in order to give Jannah. Then a question comes, why? Why hadith look like they are contradicting each other? Some people say, this is, this is contradicting each other. This hadith says, مَنْ قَالَ لَهِ اللَّهِ Only to say, لَهِ اللَهِ خَاسْتُ جَنَّةِ The other hadith says this. Why, why? No, it's not contradicting. It's the case of the time period. It is the case that the person who is asking. It is the case of the case that happening that day that Muhammad is giving the hadith. So you cannot take one incident and give the hadith of it and khalas, salam. No. We have to take them all. Gather them all. As we say usually, as an example, the people who study in the university or anywhere else, when they want to make a research, what do they do? They go and study so many books about the same topic. He's, he's, he's having a research about medicine, some kind of medicine, as an example. He will go and study all the books he can find, the topic of this medicine in these books. Then he will give his decision. Ah, then this is the same thing for Islam. We have to study Quran and find out whatever case, whatever I have talking about, about case, 
Our case. Our case is here is La ilaha illallah. There's some ayah in the Quran says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكِ Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Muhammad, I'lam, know. Ya Muhammad, know that there's none has to be the right to be worshipped except Allah. This is an ayah. Hadith, there is a lot of hadith talking about La ilaha illallah. So we gather them all, we understand them, we study them, then we take out our aqeedah, our creed, or faith from them. That's the correct way. This book we have in here, he is doing the same thing. He is coming to a case, then he is bringing all the ayahs he knows, and the hadith he knows, or at least some of them, in the, in the topic, and he gives you the understanding of it. So when you talk about any case of these hadith, uh, any of these uh, chapters, you are talking about the Quran and Sunnah. So if somebody says this is haram, this thing you are doing is haram, say give me a hadith. Fine, Jazakallah khair, maybe I do not know this is haram, tell me. How did you know it is haram? Wallah, I think it is this one. I don't want you to think. Give me evidence of Quran and Sunnah. You are not the one to give me to say haram and halal. Haram and halal is only by Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you see a person drinking alcohol or taking, taking, taking drugs, you will tell me, Ya Shaykh, this is haram, this is a major sin. You will say, give me an evidence. Of course, there is an evidence. Ya ayyuhaladhin amanu inna mal khamru wal maysir. Ah, there is an ayah. So you are not saying it is haram from your own. There is a hadith, lots of hadith from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the same case. So you are giving him the evidence. That's why a Muslim who makes da'wah, who proclaims this deen, who is doing the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, should always depend on the Quran and Sunnah when he talks to people. Don't depend on what this person say or this sheikh say or this scholar say. No, depend on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. Even if you read a book of a sheikh, you respect this sheikh, you think he is one of the best on this world, don't read only his words, read his evidence. How, what, in what evidence did he depend? In what dalil did he depend? When he said this is haram. Okay, I respect this scholar, I respect this imam, he is saying this is haram, but what is the evidence? So when I talk to people, I will not say just that imam said this is haram. No, give me evidence. The people want evidence. And if you are, if you are humble like me, and you are talking to a Hanabi person, and you say, Ahmed ibn Hanbal said this is haram. He said, well, I'm, I'm Hanafi. So we have different deans now? La ya shaykh. But if you say, this is haram because Allah said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. Ah. Nobody say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not Muhammad, you are not, I'm not Ishhar. He's following Allah. Nobody say, I'm not following Quran or Sunnah. Except if he's some other bad groups. But if he's a Muslim, and he follows Quran and Sunnah, when you tell him, qala Allah, qala Rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he will accept This is one of the best yani, uh, surpluses of this book. It's giving us only evidence of Quran and Sunnah. Allah said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith of Uthman. Let's see it piece by piece to see how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us the conditions to go to Jannah. He said, man shahida, yani whoever bear witness. And bear witnessing means you are telling what you truly have seen. A person says, Ashhadu, 
I bear witness. Allah ilaha illallah. That none has the right to worship except Allah. Like he is seeing that he is Allah is the only one deserves to worship. It's not the case just he's saying, I think, maybe, perhaps, he's not here. It's the case that I, perhaps, I have a certain dogma that Allah is the only one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves to be worshipped. And, la sharika lah. He's the only one. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Wahdahu la sharika lah. He's the only one. No other partner deserves to be worshipped with him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we go back and remember what we have said about the case of ibadah, we will understand that lots of Muslims now, unfortunately, are falling into shirk and they are contradicting this hadith and the other hadith about la ilaha illallah. When they give some of the ibadah to others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by calling the dead people or calling the graves or calling others who cannot do these things except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can we ask the wall of the masjid for forgiveness? Can we? Can we ask the microphone for forgiveness? It is a thing. How can you ask him for forgiveness? Can we ask any of these Khalandar Babas or this dead person or pious person? Can we ask them for forgiveness? We cannot. Can we ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? We cannot. Whom can we ask forgiveness? The only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ لَا يَغْفِرُ الزُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يَغْفِرُ الزُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ The only one who deserves the only one who forgives his slaves, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. Same thing for other things, for other ibadah, worshipping, calling, calling them for help, for cureness, for rizq. The only one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As he told us subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ اُدْعُونِي Call me. أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ So, dua should be only for Allah. How can you prove that dua is ibadah and worshipping that should not be given to anybody else? The end of the ayah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي So he called dua in the beginning of the ayah. هذا عِبَادَةً in the end of the ayah. سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِي Those who do not call Allah, they will go to Jahannam. نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ طيب, does that mean we are underestimating these pious persons? No. This awliya? No. Ala anna awliya Allah la khawfun alayhum alahum yahzanun. True. And the best wali is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And his brothers of messenger. And his sahaba Abu Bakr and Umar Abdani and the others. These are the awliya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we love them and we do not underestimate them. But we don't raise them to the level of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam clearly told us in his hadith in Al-Bukhari, لَا تُطْرُونِي Don't overestimate me. Don't overpraise me. لَا تُطْرُونِي كما أطرت النصارى بن مريم Like the Christians did with Isa بن مريم. نصارى or Christians, what they did, they overpraised Isa عليه السلام until they made him reach the level of worshipping. They made him the son of Allah. So we Muslims are not allowed upon the hadith, clear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We do love him sallallahu alayhi We do praise him, but we do not get him to the level of Allah. He told us sallallahu alayhi wa So we love him sallallahu alayhi wa We think that he was a mercy for this human being, for human beings, but we do not give him the rights of Allah. 
Ibadah. Ibadah is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Worshipping is the right of Allah only subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody will take it. Nobody deserves it. So we say, La ilaha illallah means none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And we will understand the meaning of worshipping and when we gather the meaning of correct meaning of worshipping with the case of none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, then we understand what we mean by nobody to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask risk, we ask pureness, we ask children, we ask that, we ask this, only from the one who owns it and deserves to be called for it, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Just a small point, some people may misunderstand. Tayyip Shafa'a. Can we ask Shafa'a is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is the one going to be Shafi'a for all human beings. When Adam and Nuh and Musa and Isa and the others cannot do it, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will be Shafi'a for everybody. Can we ask him Shafa'a? Not now. Not now. Why? For two reasons. First reason that he is dead, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we cannot ask the dead people or anything. Second reason that he is not having the shafa'ana. Upon his own hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us that he will go and ask Allah, he will bow, he will make sujood under the arsh. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him shafa'a that time. Ya Muhammad, irfa ra'asaka, wa salta'ata, wa shafa'atu shafa'a. Now, in that time, only he will have the big shaba'a. Then we can ask him shaba'a in that time. But not now. Note that time he will be alive. In that day he will be alive, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we can ask him shaba'a. But now we cannot ask him shaba'a now. So what can we do? We'll ask Allah who owns the shaba'a to make Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our shafi'a. Allahumma ja'al Muhammad shafi'a lana ya Rabbi. Ya ahiru ya qiyum. Yes, that's the way. Does that mean that we, under, we are underestimating Muhammad Sallallahu Astaghfirullah, no way. But we are obeying him because he told us not to overbraise him. That's a truni. And he said in the other hadith also in Bukhari, be, Beware of exaggerating. Exaggerating in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi on his Sahaba, exaggerating in biased persons, exaggerating in, in places like Qarihira and these places. Ah, no, no. Do not overbraise, do not exaggerate. Put everything in the correct place. But in Allah, go ahead. Because He is the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves everything. So, whoever bear witness that Allah is the only one deserves to be worshipped, and no one deserves to be worshipped with Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is His messenger. And bear witnessing that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah means to love him, to follow him, to worship Allah only the way he told us to do. Because bringing extra in deen, this is disobeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, He means the deen. Things that's not part of it, it is rejected. So if someone wants to add extra salah, or extra zikr, or some different way of zikr, with melody voice or these things, whatever ibadah is extra and not in deen, is rejected. And it's dangerous also because this could, yani bid'ah or innovation, 
is very dangerous when you look at it from the side that this could mean that the person who is making this innovation or this bid'ah, he is accusing Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he did not complete the deen. A'udhu billah. Or he will say that he knows deen better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he will add to the deen extra ibadah. That's really very dangerous. Of course, we know that Muslims, they don't do that. They don't believe it this way. But shaitan comes to them and says, Yes, why don't you make extra ibadah? Yani, make, alhamdulillah, more deen. Good, alhamdulillah. You go to masjid better than staying at home or watching TV or watching this satellite. Yes, go to masjid. But don't do them in the masjid things that Muhammad Azam did not tell you to do. Go to the masjid, say, pray with jama'ah, recite Quran, make dhikr after salah, the way that Muhammad Azam did it. How did he do it? After assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Astaghfirullah, 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 Allahumma anta as-salam, minka as-salam, tabarakta ya jalal ikram. You do it in a voice, can be heard by the others, but each one by himself, not in groups. And not with the melody voice. Not to bring zikr that's not done by Muhammad, like hay, hay, hu, hu, these things. From where they get this? There is hadith from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say hay, hay, hu, hu. And this kind of, or making like this, you see in this Mawlid or Milad, they do for some of these five persons, they start to make like songs, maybe some music. Subhanallah Music and dhikr. We were really making fun of the Christians when they make يعني, uh, music in their churches. One of the scholars of Islam, he went to the United States, what, 60 years ago. Uh, and he wrote his uh, memories about what he saw in there. He said, the church in the United States really lost its attraction. So Christians are not coming to the church. So the priests, they made new ways to attract people by bringing pretty girls and also music. To, so to have dance with pretty girls, so you will come to the church to pray. Subhanallah al Praying now, becoming dancing. Praying now, becoming to watch, to see good girls and, and, and uh, have friendship. I'm afraid, I'm afraid nowadays we are not far away from this point. Because now we are in masjid now, we can hear a lot of this music during salah, before salah, after salah from these mobiles. And I'm amazed some Muslims, they make, they go to the computer shops and they ask them to do with special song music. And while we are praying, we see Subhanallah, you are praying, Salah. And you hear all sorts of music around. Subhanallah. What are we doing now? We are just following the Christians. Subhanallah Yes, we are doing it personally now, one by one, but later on I'm afraid that we'll do it in groups also. Astaghfirullah. Ya Muslim. We are in the masjid, you should turn, why you have to, to call people and listen to people? What kind of emergency you have to make your mobile open in case your wife will die, so she will call you? Cut the all connection with human beings and be with connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is salah. What is salah? What is khushu'i? means that you are cutting every kind of connection with people. No communication. Khalas. Forget people. Forget yourself. You are in front of the Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest. Forget this music, forget this, this mobile, forget, forget your children, 
Subhanallah, when are we going to be so strong like before? When are we going to be leading, when are we going to be the leaders of the world again? When we become like these people who led the world at that time. And you hear a lot of description of these people. One of them when he stands, he is the one but he's showing you the, the others. When he stands for Salah, he can't hear anything else. Abdullah bin Zubair was praying in a masjid, is it Masjid Haram or some other place, and a wall fell down, a wall, you know a wall? Jidah, fell down beside him. And he doesn't know, because he wasn't sujood, he doesn't, he doesn't, he did not hear it, he didn't know it. A wall, or if somebody is just <coughs> beside you, you will, you what's that, huh? what happened? What kind of, subhanallah, khushu' is what? Yes. We need to go back and have our connection with Allah only. Especially in Salah. Forget life, ya Habibi, yeah. You have an plenty of time when you go out of Salah. Yeah, Salah will take you 10 minutes, each Salah 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Can't we concentrate? Yeah, I have seen, uh, seen uh, a course made by some uh, Westerns in management. The course is teaching the people how to concentrate in things. How to concentrate on reading, how to concentrate on listening, how to concentrate on this and that. Say, we need to know how to concentrate in our salah. Can we, can we concentrate in our salah? Wallahi, a lot of people, I'm one of them. Astaghfirullah. When he say Allahu Akbar, it means this is the beginning of the trip. And he goes, yalla. He goes home and he goes this. He goes to Delhi and he goes to Bombay and he goes to Riyadh. Jeddah and he goes in, huh? And Assalamu alaikum. Finished already? Assalamu alaikum. Finished? And he has done a lot of work during the Salah. Except one work which is to be in Salah. The body is there but the mind is off. That shaitan is free. And there is a special shaitan hired for that. His name is Khinzab. Shaitan, his name is Khinzab. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi he is hired only to play with you in Salah. To make you go away from Salah. As soon as you say Allahu Akbar, he reminds you, think. Oh, remember that thing? Oh, remember, oh, oh, think you have forgotten already. Oh, you have tomorrow, you have a point, very important appointment tomorrow. Remember it. So you start to remember in your Salah, and when Salah is finished, you have remembered the last things. <coughs> Keep a paper behind you so you write these things before you forget them. Subhanallah al-Abu. Subhanallah al-Abu. So the case is this. When we talk about La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, we mean we mean that we are going to make monotheism in our ibadah for Allah. Monotheism in our follow-up to Muhammad That's it. That's it. The third point which is one Isa Abdullahi wa Rasulullah. Every Muslim believes that. But especially those new Muslims who come from Christianity. Maybe they have some kind of problem in here. That they still have some kind of point of Allah. They used to, for years and years all of their life, believing that Isa is son of God, as they say. Now here we have to say, وَأَنَّ Isa عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهِ A slave of Allah and a messenger. This is the two qualities for every messenger. That he is only a slave. He is not a God or son of a God. No. He is only a slave. Blood. Ah. He's a slave like us. Yes, we are slaves also. But he has something extra than us. That he is a messenger of Allah. Abdullah, slave of Allah, wa rasuluhu, his messenger. 
So in this case, he is the messenger of Allah, he is higher than us. But he is a slave like us. He dies, he eats, he gets hungry, he gets sick, he, yes, he goes to the bathroom, like us. That's why the Qurayshis were amazed when they saw Muhammad Sallam like a human being as he's going in the why this messenger is eating food and he's going in the, in the market to buy and sell? They want a, an angel as a messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered them that. If he was an angel, they would say, oh, this is an angel, we cannot do like him. Subhanallah, these people are really amazing. Yani. They say, why Allah sent human beings? Why didn't Allah send us a messenger as a, an angel? If he was an angel, you would say he is an angel. We cannot do like an angel. We are human beings only. How can you answer these people? They don't want to learn. They don't want, they don't want to accept Islam. So they can't find, they run away to find any reason or any excuse not to do it. Khalas. You don't have to have any excuse. Khalas. We don't want Islam. We don't want Islam. This guy, these people are Mushrikeen. They don't want Islam. Khalas. But they are trying. And they told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi make a letter to the sky and go to the sky and bring us this and this. Subhanallah. They say, if you are a messenger of Allah, move these mountains. Because Mecca having a lot of mountains, يعني, they are pressing Mecca like this, they have no space. And they say, give us this and make uh, يعني, uh, rivers in Mecca. What kind of questions are these? What kind of requests are these? So he said, I'm just a messenger. I'm a slave and a messenger. I'm not, I'm not a god, so I can do this for you. And I'm not going to ask Allah for these things in order to you to believe. This is in front of you. This is the Quran, the miracle. If you accept it, Alhamdulillah. If you don't, that's what he answered them. Sallallahu alayhi wa And by the, by the way, the case of miracles. You know, I know case is bringing another case, but this is an important point we need to talk about. Miracles, by the way, it's better to call them ayah, sign, instead of miracle. That's the, the correct word. That's the, the, the name which is Allah Taala is calling them. Ayatullah, Ayatullah, Ayah means a sign. Every messenger has his, has his own different sign. The sign of Musa was the magic, the halal magic, of course. The sign of Isa was to raise up the dead, which is in medicine, because the people of Isa were good in medicine. People of Musa were good in, in, in magic. People of Muhammad the ayah or the sign of Muhammad was this Quran. Because the Arabs in that time were so strong in the case of language. And they're making poems of thousands and thousands of these lines. And they have fantastic talks. They use the language like nobody can use it. Not like us Arabs now. Arabs now they have this Batha language, broken Arabic. No, we're talking about the true Arabic, standard Arabic. Arabs at that time were so strong in standard Arabic. So Allah put the sign of Muhammad in this Quran. The ayah of Quran, the miracle of Muhammad is Quran. When you read it, you'll be amazed. We Arabs cannot really. And some people try to copy Quran and make Quran like by themselves, they couldn't. Although they were fantastic in language, like Musaylam al-Kadzab. Musaylama, Musaylama was living in this area by the way, I mean, didn't go far away. He was living in this area, beside Riyadh, Musaylama al-Kadzab. Musaylama is the one who, did, who said that he is a messenger of Allah again. And he sent a letter to Muhammad and said, Ya Muhammad, you are a messenger and I am a messenger. 
Billah. So he tried to make Quran by himself. And he made a fool of himself. He made a silly word to say that it's Quran. When you read it, you may laugh, probably. Nobody can copy Quran or do like Quran. Allah made them in no way to do it. They try to make even one ayah. You cannot. Make one surah, one ayah, they cannot. So the miracle of Muhammad was in Quran. Not only in the language side, but also in the side of science. Those people who read Quran for understanding, they will find some strange science facts that discovered lately. In times of Muhammad, did people go down in, in, the, in the bottom of the beach, or the bottom of the sea or ocean? Did anybody go? No. And the most they can do is go on the surface of the ocean. Listen to this ayah. Allah is telling Muhammad about the kafirin, the darkness of their hearts. The darkness of the hearts of the kafirin, he said, أَوْ كَظُلُمَاتٍ فِي بَحْرٍ لُجِّي يَغْشَاهُ مَوْجٌ مِنْ فَوْقِهِ مَوْجٌ مِنْ فَوْقِهِ سَحَابٍ He's telling about the darkness of the hearts of the kafirin, and he's giving an example of an ocean which has waves in top of waves. And some of them all are clouds. How much, how much darkness in that bottom of the sea or the ocean? Unbelievable. Type question here. Who told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa How did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa knew? How did he know that there is a darkness in the bottom of the ocean? Did he go there? Was he told by Isa or Musa or the others? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who created the ocean. Again to know. They discovered lately no more than 100 years ago, that there are waves not only in the top of the, or the surface of the sea, but also there are waves underneath, in the bottom of the sea, or in the middle of the sea. And these waves will shake the light, so they will light will not go there. Now you have a water in the bath, put a light into it, you will see the bottom, but move the water. Ah, the light is not so strong, not so clear. But if it's the water is so much, then uh, it's not the case of dirtiness of the water, no. It's the case of the waves. Waves on top of waves. Who told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that? That's one case. But if you read Quran and read the, understand the meaning of the Quran, you'll find a lot of strange facts of the science which is discovered lately. That's part of the miracle of Quran. Isa Abdullahi wa Rasul. Slave and messenger. وَكَلِمَتُهُ أَلْقَاهَا إِلَىٰ مَرْيَمْ A word of Allah. A word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to Maryam. عليه السلام. This word was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Given to Jibreel عليه السلام. And Jibreel gave it to Maryam. And Maryam had Isa without a father. A question to the Christians. They say Isa is the son of Allah because he has no other father. Adam, also son of Allah, he has no father, even no mother. What about others? There are some other people who created also without father. If you just using this just as, a, as an evidence, then you are, you are losing because you have to worship also Adam, not only Isa, and so on. 
Kalima here means in Arabic, means a word. The word is which is mentioned in other ayah, إِنَّمَا قَوْلُهُ إِذَا رَادَ شَيْنًا يَقُولُ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُنْ كُنْ in Arabic, two letters, mean B. In English, which is two, also two letters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he wants something, he says B, then it's first. It's there. So he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, sent Jibreel to Maryam, alayhi salam, to have a baby without a father, which was a miracle, a sign of Allah. Uh, in this case, Jew and Christians became in the two different sides of the case of Isa alayhi salam. Jew, where were the worst, of course, they said that Mary is a bad lady and Isa is son of bad lady. Na'udhu billah. Christians said, yeah, now they are putting him down. Christians raised him up to say, no, he is the son of Allah. That's the, subhanallah, the wrong understanding brings another wrong understanding. That's why the groups in Islam, like Al-Khawarij, starting wrong understanding, another group made another wrong understanding. Ahl sunnah wa jama'ah is in the middle. Correct the Hispanic, I'll follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not to say this, not to say that. So, وَرُوحٌ مِّنْ Ruh here is a soul. And Isa is not part of the soul of Allah, which is misunderstood in here also. But, like if you say, Baytullah. What do you mean by Baytullah? He's owning it. Baytullah here, or Baytullah in the Masjid al-Haram. Naqatullah, which is mentioned in the Quran. That means that the Naqah is part of Allah, or part of the soul of Allah? No. But it is a case of upgrading something by connecting it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah, Naqatullah. In this case, Ruh means that he's the soul of Isa alayhi salam is from Allah. He sends the soul directly to Mary alayhi salam. Well, Jannah to Haq. Jannah is truth. Jannah is truth. Anybody have any suspicion in that? No way. No Muslim. No Muslim will say that Jannah is not there. It's complete, 100% faith. It is a certain dogma that if a Muslim knows there, there, are, there is a Jannah. By your question here. Is Jannah available now or not? It is, is it available? Yes, it's available. Where is it? Allahu Alam. Nobody knows. We're not told by Allah or by Rasulullah so, but it's there. How can we prove it? Muhammad sallallahu told us that every time you say Subhanallah wa bihamdihi Subhanallah al-Azim, a palm tree will be planted for you in Jannah. If you pray 12 rak'ahs every day plus Fariza or Maktuba, a house will be built for you in Jannah. So Jannah is there. How can, how is it going to be built, a house built while well, there is no Jannah? How is it going to be planted a palm tree for you in there where well, there is no Jannah? So Jannah is there and Jahannam is there also. When Naru Haqq, also Naru is true. It's a big truth, yes. We know it, we believe it, and it is there. Where is it now? We cannot say, but this is there. It is available now. أَدْخَلَهُ اللَّهُ الْجَنَّةَ عَلَى مَا كَانَ مِنَ الْعَمْلِ Allah will get him into Jannah depending on what good deeds he has done. Ah, here comes the point. Now all that he has done is a creed and faith, but it's not enough. There has to be also a practice. There has to be a practice. A person who knows 
a lot of theories about computer or about medicine, but he's not practicing, he's useless. What if your son went to the medical university or college, and he studied years, he studied medicine, but he's not practicing it. خلاص, he took the certificate, and he made medicine a big sign and at home, and خلاص, mashallah, alhamdulillah, I'm a doctor now. Say, work it out, habibi, do it. No, no need. It's enough that I have information here. Ish by the information here, ish by the. No use. Same thing for those people who know that all of this information about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he's the only one who deserves to be worshipped, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah, and he's the only one to be followed in the case of sharia and so on. He knows this, but he's not doing it. What's the use? It's going to be against him actually. So, amal, deed, is required in here. Back to the case of Surah Al-Asr will remind us also about this. وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Knowledge and faith. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Practicing. What they have none. Or have known. وَتَوَاثَبُ الْحَقِّ دَعْوَةِ Calling al-ma'roof and munkar وَتَوَاثَبُ الصَّبْرِ For patience. For conditions. So, أَدْخَلَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَا كَانَ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ So, what is this good deed has done? It will be scaled, as Allah told us in the Surah Al-Qari'ah. أو نمشي طاجيم بسم الله الرحمن القارع ثم القارع وما أدراك ما القارع يوم يكون الناس كالفراش المبثوث وتكون الجبال كالعهن المنفوش فأما من ثقلت موازينه his scale will be heavy in the side of good deeds فهو في عيشة راضية يعني a happy life وأما من خفت موازينه his scale is very light with good deeds but heavy with bad deeds فأمه هاوية his mother is جهنم هاوية is جهنم why his mother? Why he said his mother? Because the mother is always hugging her child. And Jahannam is hugging this person. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. Subhanallah. This hadith is really showing us how important of la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Very important. And a Muslim should really know it, understand it, practice it. How I practice la ilaha illallah, we have talked about this and we will talk about it inshallah in the future also. That we worship, worship only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will not give any rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the other in dua or worshipping or other. Only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will deal with people the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to deal with them. That's it. How do we do or practice Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? We practice that by loving him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and following him and doing our ibadah the way he did and not to innovate or make bid'ah on the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Clear and simple and easy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our good deeds, you and us, all of us. Jazakumullah khair. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. He's dead, yes. What is he going to do? Ah, Qurban. Udhiyah, yeah. Qurban is in Urdu. Udhiyah in Arabic or in the Hadith of Muhammad sallallahu As far as I know, that Qurban should be done for the alive people, not dead people. Unless, 
unless there is wasiyah. You know wasiyah? And the father who before he died, he made a wasiyah that, okay, third of my money or this part of my money, okay, for sadaqah, including one qurban every year. As an example. Then it is zamah. If he did not ask or did not make wasiyah for qurban or adhiyah, then you share him in your adhiyah. And you start adhiyah for you and your family and your parents who are already dead, as an example, for anybody else, no problem. Yeah, and you can share as much as you want. But if you make it for yourself, first of all, when you sacrifice this Udhiyah, you make it for your own self and your family, your wife, children, so on. You can include your parents or father who have already did. No. Who have died already. But no, not to make one. Actually, there is a bid'ah or novelty among even Saudis before, but alhamdulillah they have started to stop or refrain from it. Before they used, they used to say, the first year after death, first Udhiyah or Hajj after death, they must make called the, the, the Hufra Qurban. One sheep special for that dead, dead person during this year. This is bid'ah, not done by Muhammad Sallallahu And since we are Muslims, alhamdulillah, following Muhammad Sallallahu we do only what Muhammad Sallallahu did and what he told us to do. But there is nothing called he will be specialized with Udhiyah. Unless as we said, that he insisted or wrote down in his wasiyah that make qurban for me every year from my own money. This is okay. No problem. It's alright to do this, but making dua, raising hands, especially, is not after fard. Only after sunnah. After fard, is not done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we always say, يعني, some people say you are sensitive, yeah, you, you Saudi especially, you are sensitive about the case of يعني, doing ibadat. It's not a case of sensitive, يعني, it's the case of يعني, we have to follow Muhammad Hassan in everything. Wallahi, if someone comes to me now and says that you have done this, this is not done by Muhammad Hassan, I'll go Jazakallah khair. I will kiss his head. Because he has told me something that I, would, I made a mistake because and he told me, no, Muhammad used to do this. Or somebody comes to me and says, you are not doing this while Muhammad used to do it. And hadith is this and this. I go, Jazakallah khair, wallahi. Jazakallah khair. I'll make dua for him. So in the case of dua, after salah, if this salah is fard, raising hands is not done by Muhammad uh, If it is not fard, like nafil, or after fard, yeah, time, you finish fard and you make dua, and you zikr, and then you go outside, you can raise your hands and make dua, no problem. Put in your face or wipe your face with your hands, no problem. Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, he says he has so many stories from Ashib, they are called Ashib. They are without music and they are not overpraising Muhammad. No exaggeration? No exaggeration. No they will not be better than Quran. That's nothing better than Quran. So if we are really having a time to make nasheed, recite Quran. And if we have, if someone is having a good voice to make nasheed, let him make recitation of Quran. That's better. But nasheed, we cannot say it's haram. Since it does not have any music in it, and does not have bad words, whether it is exaggerating in Muhammad or somebody else, or bad words about love and these things, Okay, it's all right. 
especially if this nasheed, yani, uh, like what used to be done by, uh, in front of Muhammad وسلم, by Hassan ibn Thabit, the poem man of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who make yani, uh, shi'r, shi'r in front of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that's fine. Even done in the masjid. But be careful not to, yani, because extra nasheed means one day he will jump to music and songs. That's usually happening. Yani, subhanAllah, I've noticed this in so many people. In the beginning, they, they do want to hear music, they don't want to hear music, but they move from Quran to Nasheed. And within the time, they take a long time in Nasheed, they jump to music and songs. Because songs and music is better than Nasheed in the case of the, 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 the voice and so on. Then it will go to you know, music of women and this and that, and you know, you know Shaitan steps. So Shaitan dragging people piece by piece. If he cannot put them directly to Jahannam, or put them directly to, to Kufr or Shirk or Paratism, he takes them piece by piece. When he sees the good people and good Muslims who like Islam, and he cannot push them to Jahannam with him directly, he, he drags them piece by piece. In the beginning, you know, يعني شوية نشيد, شوية music, شوية كذا, شوية music to become songs, or songs become lady songs, good looking ladies songs, and love and this and love. What are you talking about? Love. If I, I cannot find a song not talking about love. Ish love talking about? To love Allah? Or to love Rasulullah No, to love the body of a lady. Or to love the, the, the beloved person. Habibi. We call her Habibi. Ish Habibi. He loves this woman because she is good looking, or she loves this man because he is good looking. What, what kind of love is this? This is a natural love. It could happen between a man and a woman in marriage. But we, the love, the true love we are supposed to talk about is the love of Allah. To love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the grace, the, the, yani the grace that He gave us subhanahu wa ta'ala. To love Rasulullah because He is saving us from Jahannam. To love the good people, Sahaba, Tabi'een, scholars, good people like you, that is part of Ibadah. But to love a woman, good looking woman, this is not part of Ibadah. Even if she is the wife. What if she is not the wife? Credit card. Well, I, there's a big talk about it. <laughs> some banks now trying to have some credit card which has no riba or no maizir or no. But I can't really say. Can't find that there's a credit card which is okay. I can't say. I can't say there is not, but I can't say there is. So I'm out. I'm here for using gift, I didn't know what. Yeah. <laughs> even the Raja, you know, even if I even took any, any card. I took only the card for uh, ATM. That's it. Barakah. MashaAllah. And we are busy with dunya, millions of dollars in, in the bank. Enough to have a salary to live like, uh, يعني, good enough and khali dunya wali. We are not really busy with dunya. Yani we, we should try to follow Muhammad in his way of life, even. How did he live, Sallallahu he had, he had a big account in Rajhi Bank at that time. SubhanAllah. Muhammad had, يعني, as our mother Aisha told us in that hadith, يعني, really, really fantastic hadith when you hear it, that three months, two months with three crescents, and no, la, no fire lit in the houses of Muhammad No cooking. Three, two months, two months. What? So uh, her nephew, Urwa ibn Zubair, her sister's Asma's son, asked her, يعني, what are you eating then? You are not cooking. She said the two blacks, water and dates. Water and dates for two months. 
يعني ما في هات بيتزا ولا فيها منقريه كبسه ولا ما في هي تو بيزي تو ثينك اوف ذيس ثينكس صلى الله عليه وسلم هي بيزي وذ ذا ميشن ذات هي دوين صلى الله عليه وسلم تو سيف اس فروم هير فاير هاو ديد الاسلام كم تو انديا هاو ديد الاسلام جو تو تو تركستان اند تاجيكستان غريزستان هاو الاسلام وين تو يوروب هاو الاسلام وين تو ذي تو افريكا اند ذي اذرز باي هافن كبسه طيب في الدنيا ان ورك اند وات الله سبحانه وتعالى سنت اس فور Those Sahaba, where, where is the greatest of Sahaba? Where are they? In Medina, all of them? No. Most of them are to out Medina. They went for jihad and for da'wah of Islam. Good people like you, they are doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for Islam. They are leaving dunya sometimes. We don't mean that leaving dunya, yani khalas become like a Buddhist or Hindus, they put their nails into, huh? or in the Buddhist, like monks. Or in the Christians, they go for, for the, the uh, monasteries. No, this is not an Islam. Islam wants you to live with people, to work for money also, but this is not your goal. This is not your, not your destiny. Your destiny should be to satisfy Allah. And the most thing that Allah has life is to work on the deen of Muhammad and carry the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by learning Islam, practicing Islam, calling people forth, be patient for what you could, as Allah told us in Surah Al-Asr. That is the true life. Not the true life is to have Rolls Royce or, or Lexus or huh, uh, big houses or palaces. This is not the true life. In fact, you can see this with Kafirin more than Muslims. Bill Gates, how many palaces does he have? How many millions he, or billions he's having? Does that mean he's happy? Does that mean he's good a Muslim? Good a Muslim? Oh. Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had, he did not, he did not get enough food for most of his life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he was the best person who ever worked in earth sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we want to follow him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the life, in the way he lived his life. If we want happiness. Jazakum Allah.